Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. Okay, today uh, in our series on famines in the Bible, we are now on part 8. Now, this is very important, and uh, the reason why I'm wearing this color, because <laughs> this color is a color for royalty. This is something, uh, it is something uh, that has to do with our message for today. It's very important for us people of today to understand what God wants everyone to learn since the ancient times, the old days, until today. So remember this, although we are going to quote, you know, uh, read a passage of scripture that had a which story has something to do in the past, in the Old Testament, but actually uh, it also speaks to us today. So listen well, okay, as we read through our topic for today, okay? So uh, we're now, uh, we will be reading Second. Kings chapter 25. Verse 1, it says, So in the ninth year of Zedekiah's reign, on the tenth day of the tenth month, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, marched against Jerusalem with his whole army. He encamped outside the city and built siege works all around it. The city was kept under siege until the 11th year of King Zedekiah. So that's, you know, um, and then it says in verse 3, But the ninth day of the fourth month, the famine in the city had become so severe that there was no food for the people to eat. Then the city wall was broken through and the whole army fled at night through the gate between the two walls near the king's garden. Though the Babylonians were surrounding the city, they fled toward the Arabah, but the Babylonian army pursued the king and overtook him in the plains of Jericho. All his soldiers were separated from him and scattered. You see how fast they were fleeing from the Babylonians. And then... And in verse 6, it says that the king, okay, uh, Zedekiah, was captured. He was taken to the king of Babylon at Riblah, where sentence was pronounced on him. Why? Okay, now take note of that. Where sentence was pronounced on him. Meaning to say, there was something before this war, okay, uh, they, they had a covenant. You know, they, 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 there was a, let's say, political treaty, okay? But then, uh, but he was taken captive and sentence was pronounced on him. And guess what happened? You know, it, it, it's, it's so hard to uh, accept or comprehend what they did to him and his family. Listen, verse 7 says, They killed the sons of King Zedekiah, before his eyes. Then they put out his eyes. Okay? 
They plucked out his eyes, bound him with bronze shackles, and took him to Babylon. On the seventh day of the fifth month, in the nineteenth year of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, Nebuzaradan, commander of the imperial guard, an official of the Babylon uh, of king of the king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem. He set fire to the temple of the Lord, the royal palace, and all the houses of Jerusalem. Every important building he burned down. The whole Babylonian army under the commander of the imperial guard broke down the walls around Jerusalem. Nebuzaradan, the commander of the guard, carried into exile the people who remained in the city, along with the rest of the populace, populace and those who had deserted to the king of Babylon. But the commander left behind some of the poorest people of the land to work the, what? The vineyards and fields. Meaning to say, <laughs> yeah, they were slaves, but um, they were farmers, right? Because uh, someone has to take care of the farm. So they were kept safe. Uh, they were untouched. They remained there. Uh, they were left behind so that they can continue to do farming because it will also benefit uh, Babylon. Okay, so that is the good thing about it. So that's good news for all those who are, you know, uh, those who have joined our training on urban farming. God bless you guys. So, you see, uh, from this story, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon sealed off uh, Jerusalem uh, with his uh, army surrounding the uh, surrounding uh, Jerusalem for years until until uh, the city ran out of food. So there was this famine, but this is a man-made famine, a famine as a result of the war. We we know that there is war going on uh, in Europe. Uh, you, you, the what is this war again? Russia versus. Uh, Ukraine and uh, backing up Ukraine are the coalition forces from different nations there, uh, countries. And uh, if you try to, uh, you know, compare it, it's kind of somehow at the end of this story, you will understand their similarities. So here's the thing. Uh, where are we? So, okay. The siege in Jerusalem had been going on for about uh, two years, more than a year or almost two years or something like that, okay? And since the city ran out of food and there was uh, starvation, uh, it was rampant, um, it's unrestrained. Of course, they cannot control um, shortage of food. Uh, so the army uh, of, Israel, uh, of uh, Zedekiah fled by night only to be captured at the plains of uh, Jericho, right? So the armies of B Babylon uh, overwhelmed uh, the city and then killing thousands and burning uh, homes and etc. And um, of course, it says that the taking uh, anything that is valuable, okay, uh, and deporting anyone of importance that they, they didn't kill. Um, and of course, uh, they brought the king, uh, King Zedekiah, 
uh, and his sons and executed uh, the king's sons, children before him, before his eyes. And then uh, they removed, they plucked out the eyes of Zedekiah and he became the uh, trophy of the king of Babylon by, you know, keeping him alive in uh, Babylon uh, as a prisoner. So uh, that, uh, you know, shows everyone a lesson, you know, of what the consequence will be when you rebel against uh, Babylon. Okay. Um, all right. So that's it, you know. Um, okay. Now, now, this is, here's the question. Why would God allow such thing to happen to his people? You mean, I mean, if God is there, if God is alive, you know, you know, some people think that way. You know, if, if there is a God, why would he allow this? If there is a God, why is there a war? Why is this pandemic? Why is this? Why, 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 why? All the whys. You must understand first that God is perfect. God is love. But at the same time, God is just. Okay? God is a God of retribution. What you saw, you will reap. And so, what happens to the nations if you read the Bible, you understand the justice of God. There are some things that we will never understand until the day when He comes and then it will be unveiled to us and we will understand. But here are, you know, here's one of the stories from the Old Testament that you see that God is a just God. Okay? So, why did he allow what he allowed? And the, the, I mean, look, uh, they burned the temple. They destroyed and they, they looted, you know, everything that can be, that is of great value in the temple of the Lord. And God saw it, God knew, and, and he allowed it. Because for God, even the temple, even that thing that... Uh, that connects him with his people is not as important with the lesson, listen friends, with the lesson that God wants his people to learn. Okay? It's like, you know, for God, his relationship with his people is more important than anything, but his people is not, you know, is not right with him. And they're living in rebellion. And that is why God allow these things that they will be under a, a, a greater, a more superior country, nation, and people so that they will learn the meaning of submission. That's why I'm wearing this, this, this color, okay? Because I want you to remember this, that, you know, every one of us is under authority. If you don't understand that, then you have an authority problem, Okay? But listen to this. Every one of us is designed by God to be under someone. Okay? Even in church, there is what we call discipleship. So, what I need you to understand, why would God, why did God allow such thing to happen? You know, it, it was so brutal. You know, the atrocities that, that happened during that time where, where they, they, you know, it's so hard for the king, for a father, to see your children butchered 
in front of you. They, they, they were killed in front of you. And then, so that, that's the last thing that he will remember, they remove his eyes. And for the rest of his life, imagine what would he feel inside the prison cell and he cannot see. And the last thing that he saw was the killing of his children. Woo. And God allowed it. God allowed it. So, listen up, friends. So, why did God allow? Why would God allow such a thing? Well, the answer is very simple. One word, it's called disobedience. Yes. That is the reason why God allowed those things to happen in Israel. It was, but in God's love, remember, oh, I thought God is love. Yes, God is love. In fact, God warned, God sent a prophet by the name of Jeremiah to, uh, to, to, to warn uh, Zedekiah about the consequence if he disobeys God. Okay, where's that in the Bible? Okay, let's see that. All right, so early in Zedekiah's reign, God warned him not, not to fight the Babylonians. Okay, but what? King Zedekiah was stubborn like the other kings. You see, for a long time, there were uh, 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 kings, okay, <laughs> that did not live right with God. And so the consequence, Israel had to go through some, some dealings. Um, and um, they never learned. Okay. Uh, all right. But, but before I show you the inside story, before uh, uh, what happened behind the, the scene, behind the war scene, because what I read to you earlier was already the war. Okay. What happened during the war. But. Now let's go back in time. Okay, let's let's uh, let's rewind a little bit. Uh, go back. What happened before that war? Okay. So also I need to establish the rule or to give you the foundation of covenants practiced in the old times between two countries. It is called suzerain vassal. Okay, treaty or covenant or relationship. It's called, again, suzerain vassal. Okay, that's how they pronounce it. Okay, so what is a suzerain vassal? Let me read that to you. A suzerain vassal treaty is a covenant between a superior party, okay, which is the suzerain, and the weaker party, which is the vassal. All right? Understand this because... When Jesus comes and establish his eternal kingdom, okay, the millennial kingdom, the whole world, okay, the whole world will be under this treaty, okay, for 1,000 years. There is one king who will rule in Jerusalem and is going to rule over the nations of the world. All the nations will be a vassal and the only nation that is uh, will be considered as a superior uh, party is uh, the Lord's Jerusalem okay so everyone will go there and pay tribute and etc etc so listen to this okay now in case of a war the conqueror establishes sovereignty over the vassal or over the defeated country the defeated vassal had to pledge loyalty to the king or to the suzerain country 
to the sovereign country, the vassal's loyalty often includes promise to help the suzerain defeat their enemy. So, in case there is war again, every vassal, you know, country who is submitted, who pledges loyalty to the to the suzerain, um, to the sovereign one, will also also send their armies to help. Okay. And uh, as well, an annual tribute of gold, etc. The vassal possess they have to give tribute every year. Okay, so that is their practice in the Old Testament. Another thing, in some cases, when a smaller country is threatened by a superior country, a more powerful country, just like you know, uh, considering Philippines and and China, if 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 you try to think of it. Philippines is, you know, very small compared to China. I mean, look, <laughs> can the Philippines wage war against China? Oh, no, you cannot. So, if in this case, for example, so you can, you know, connect. This is just an example. I'm not prophesying, I'm not saying anything. That when a small country like the Philippines is being threatened by a bigger, superior uh, more sophisticated in weaponry, uh, uh, country, whatever. Uh, they, they, they're so powerful, more e powerful economically in everything. You know, and the leader of the Philippines knew that he cannot, you know, win a war with, with this big country. So what the smaller country will do is that he will go and willfully or voluntarily submit okay and say hey we don't want to make war with you uh we want to make friends with you okay so so that is one of the ways in the old testament in the past that can be uh that is uh also that can happen today that can be done in our time okay where you know uh you pledge uh, loyalty and say we want to be friends with you and uh, something like that. Okay, so that's the uh, so what is this again? Suzerain and vassal uh, covenant relationship. Okay, so I hope you understand the point. Now during that time, let's go. Let's continue with our uh, Zedekiah and Babylonian war. Okay. During the time of the war, they were under the Babylonian rule. Okay? And um, we, we must understand that uh, the Lord, although those kings were not living right with God, and they, the Lord allowed it that Babylon will be the, the covering, the umbrella, ruling, dominating over God's people, because they have not learned how to submit to God. That's the problem. Do you understand? Listen to me. Listen. If you as a person, as an individual, you know, refuse to submit to the ways, to the will of God, and you continue with a life dis displeasing to God, you're like this. Over time, you know, time will come. When what you saw, you will reap it will all come back to you. Remember this. Every sin has a consequence because God is just. God may forgive us, but still we will have to go through something. That is why 
it is not worthy. I mean, it, it it's it's not worth it. I'm sorry, it's not worth it. You know, to 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 engage in sin and then later on pay the price. Do you understand? You have to understand this because this is the truth. There is a God in heaven who created us and designed us to be under Him. But if we do not submit to Him on earth, you know, later, you don't want the consequence. So, we are free to make choices, but we are not free with the consequences of our choice. You need to hear this message. This is wisdom, friends. So, going back, let's read Jeremiah 27. Now, so you have a background. What happened before the war, okay? Jeremiah 27 verse 1 says, Early in the reign of Zedekiah, son of Josiah, king of Judah, the word came to Jeremiah from the Lord. This is what the Lord said to me. Make a yoke out of straps and crossbars and put it on your neck okay this is how god tells his prophet to 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 illustrate what god wanted you know his people to know okay uh, with with illustrations because they don't have uh keynote they don't have microsoft soft uh what powerpoint they don't have those things to to you know to to give some illustrations but they do it you know in uh, with whatever they, they can use. And so verse 3 says, Then send word to the kings of Edom, Moab, Ammon, Tyre, and Sidon. Through the envoys who have come to Jerusalem to Zedekiah, king of Judah. So we have the king of Judah. Uh, they, they also have kings or leaders uh, representing other uh, other places um, verse 4 give them a message for their masters and say this is what the, the Lord Almighty the God of Israel says tell this to your masters okay so hey tell this to your kings with my great power and outstretched arm I made the earth and its people and the animals that are on it and give it to anyone I please so that you see you understand God is saying, I am sovereign. I am sovereign. Okay? So, meaning say God can decide whatever He wants to decide because He is God. He's the creator. So, no one can blame Him of anything because He is the honor. Okay? Now, verse 6 says, Now I will give all the, your countries into the hands of my servant Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. So, it is God who willed it. Okay, that all of those kings and their countries, uh, nation, will be under one king to rule over them. Okay, he said, I give all your countries into the hands of my servant Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. I will make even the wild animals subject to him. But of course, God dealt with... Um, Nebuchadnezzar also. That's another story. I just want to focus on this uh, side of the story where uh, Israel, you know, th th there's a lesson that they have to learn and failed it. Um, verse 7 says, 
all nations will serve him, Nebuchadnezzar, and his son and his grandson until the time of his land comes, then many nations and great kings will subjugate him. Meaning to say, it's going to be from one generation to the other and to the grandchildren where they are going to rule over Jerusalem. So if you are the king during that one generation, you know that you must not come against Babylon because, you know, fighting, resisting the Babylonian rule is resisting God. Why? Because it is God who established the rulership of Babylon over Israel. Okay, so you, you must understand who you're dealing with. Because if it is God's will, then it is God's will. Why, why, why? Because God is using that as an illustration uh, for the lesson that He wants His people to learn. Okay? Now learn from this, friends. Learn from this. So you see when the Bible says, uh, serve him, uh, serve him. That's the book of Nisar, His sons or his children. Okay, that's the, another generation, and his grandchildren. <laughs> that's another, and and then you know the, the the reign will will be over. Okay, so that's that's it. So there, God has a timeline. Okay, if God will allow Israel to be invaded and be under a certain country, it, it has a timeline. Okay, it's not forever, but you must be discerning. Listen to the Lord. Listen to the word of God so you know when the right time is. But the thing is this, there must be repentance. Learn to submit to the rulership, to the sovereignty of God. If you don't submit to the sovereignty of God, God will use someone else to be sovereign over you and if you do not submit to that you will suffer consequences that's what happened to israel okay now where are we uh verse eight if however any nation now this is the warning listen to this if however any nation or kingdom will not serve nebuchadnezzar king of babylon or bow its neck under his yoke i will punish that nation with a sword Famine and plague. That's what happened. Remember the war story? Sword, famine, and plague declares the Lord until I destroy it by, by His hand. So God is, going, God is going to use the hand or Nebuchadnezzar to do His will. Because who is going to punish the nations that will attack, that will rebel against uh, the Babylonian, Babylonian Empire? Who? Okay. Who will punish? God himself. He said, I will punish that nation with a sword, famine, and plague, declares the Lord. Who? Those who will not, any nation or kingdom will not serve the Bukadnesar, king of Babylon, or bow its neck under his neck. I will punish that nation. Very clear. Very clear instruction. And Zedekiah was NFI. Not following instruction are you nfi friends are you not following instructions from the lord from the bible from the word of god the same the same thing the same story okay so so the lord already reiterated the lord already told what will happen to the nations that will resist the authority of babylon and so he was telling zedekiah do not ever rebel against your invader. 
And so, okay. Verse 9, so do not listen to your prophets, your diviners, inter your interpreters of dreams, your mediums, and your sorcerers who tell you you will not serve the king of Babylon. They will prophesy lies to you that will only serve to remove you far from your lands. I will banish you and you will perish. But if any nation will bow its neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon and serve him, I will let that nation remain in its own land to till it and to live there declares you see you will have peace in in your land okay if you obey god if you do not resist the babylon okay i mean that, that time because babylon was god's represent representative over israel okay um they were like the steward <laughs> the manager you know that God placed a, a manager that's not uh, Jewish, so they they don't feel like submitting to him. But you know what? God allowed that because they were not really submitting to the kingship of God over their lives. Remember, during the time of Solomon, um, no, no, not Solomon. Well, who is this king again that they demanded? Saul. Saul. Yeah, King Saul. Okay, God told Prophet Samuel, okay, give them to what they want. Okay, give them. They wanted, they demanded the king because they don't want me to be king over their lives. That's the reason why we have democracy. Do you understand? The, the democratic system is not the, the first choice of God. The first choice of God is autocracy where, ah, uh, uh, no, no, no. Theocracy, sorry, where God rules over the nation, where God is king over the nation, where God's word is the guiding, is the, the measuring rod for, for truth, for, 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 uh, for how we live our lives, etc., etc., you know, for, for governing, for ruling. The Bible is the basis. That is how, that is the first plan of God. But then people wanted, you know, to be to play the role of God. Okay? So now in democracy we say the voice of the people is the voice of God. Not necessarily, but that's what it is now. Okay? Um, the thing, friends, is that if you read the Bible, go back during the time of King Saul, uh, before Saul was became king uh, before Saul became king. The reason why God, you know, just it was God's permissive will, but that is not God's will. <laughs> okay, read that. Uh, read that's another story. So going back to our topic, uh, the Lord said, "Okay, uh, but if you submit to what I desire, if you submit to Babylon that I established, it will go well with you." Okay, so verse twelve, I gave the same message to Zedekiah, king of Judah. I said, bow your neck. Okay, listen to this. To the king of Judah, which is Zedekiah, I said, bow your neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon. Serve him and his people and you will live. Clear. Crystal clear. God said what? Bow your neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon. Serve him and his people and you will live. Well, he did the opposite. Again, King Zedekiah is so stubborn. 
he listened to other prophets. In, in another chapter, you know, he said, oh, well, well, well prophesy and uh, let, let me hear if the Lord will be with us and, you know, help us and defeat our enemies and something like that. But already God said, long before that, he said, do not listen to false prophets because they will tell you that, you know, you should not submit to Babylon and you should this, do this and that. But God said, they're lying. I did not send them. So instead, you should listen to what? To Jeremiah, right? But the king, Zedekiah, never listened to Jeremiah because Jeremiah's prophecy is not favorable to him, okay? And so, just like my preaching, my preaching today may not be favorable to you. <laughs> but listen, friends, God is sovereign. He will teach us what He wants us to learn. And if you do not learn, next level. If you still don't listen and don't learn it, another level. It's the school of hard knocks on, on many people because hindi sila natuto. There's a song from Kuya Gary Valenciano, hindi uh, na natuto. <laughs> that line. <laughs> oh, I mean, I... I uh, I remember that the line of the song concerning this story. Okay, it says, huh, A lot of us, even in the Philippines, a lot of Christians never learn. You know, they, they, they go through some pain and suffering and still do not want to submit to the, to the Lord Jesus Christ. Sorry for you. Okay, so it says here, uh, bow your neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon, serve him and his people, and you will live. Verse 13, why will you and your people die by the sword, famine, and plague with which the Lord has threatened any nation that will not serve the king of Babylon? See? Is God merciful? Is God a loving God? Yes! Because despite that, Zedekiah and the other kings were not living right with God despite, despite that they provoke God to anger, okay? Because of their, 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 their disobedience, you know, they, they, they live, uh, they, they, they offend God with their lifestyles, with, with you know. Uh, you know what? God gave them a lesson, God allowed them to be under a, a more powerful nation, but they need to submit because they need to learn that so that they, in turn, will later on hopefully submit to, to the real sovereign one. And so, although they, they deserve judgment from God, but God said, if, if you submit to Babylon, who is my ambassador, uh, who is the one who holds the the whip of discipline, you know, the stick to discipline you, the rod to discipline you. If you submit to him, you will live in the land. Very clear, right? It's there. You can read that in verse 12 and verse 13. But Zedekiah was so stubborn. He was so stubborn. I tell you, nowadays there's so many Christians that are so stubborn. They are stubborn. <laughs> and that breaks my heart. But I don't say, hey, you are stubborn. No, 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 no. We know. Because when people doesn't live right with God, you know. 
And that is rebellion against God. So, to, to make the long story short, Jeremiah 52, 1-4. So, you see the, the whole picture. Jeremiah 52, 1-4. Zedekiah was 21 years old. Oh, he was young. When he became king, 21. Okay, so is this, you know, blood is... Uh, uh, so active in uh, what they call this. I, I forget the right word. And he reigned in Jerusalem 11 years. His mother's name was Hamutal, daughter of Jeremiah. She was from Libna. Verse 2. Listen to verse 2. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, just as Jehoiakim had done. It was because of the Lord's anger that all this happened to Jerusalem and Judah. Listen, it was because of the Lord's anger that all, 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 all this happened. So the question before was, why did God allow this? This is the reason. The Lord's anger that all this happened to Jerusalem and Judah. And in the end, he thrust them from his presence. And it says, now Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. Okay, so you see, what happened first was that Zedekiah was, you know, in rebellion against God. And God, it provoked God to anger. Okay, and, and then it says they, they rebelled to the king of Babylon. Rebelling against the king of Babylon is rebelling against God because it was God who, who, who ordered them to be submitted under the, the, the invading, uh, the... the the sovereign, so more superior country, more powerful, because they have not learned how to submit to the sovereignty of God. Okay? So, uh, uh, verse 4, So in the ninth year of Zedekiah's reign, on the tenth day and the tenth month, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, marched against Jerusalem and his whole army. They encamped outside the city and built siege works or, or blockage all around it. So, listen up, friends. Listen up. If I were Zedekiah, I knew what will happen next. I knew that my people will die, my soldiers will die, that I will, you know, my, my children will die. It, it was prophesied that if, but through Jeremiah, that if he goes against the will of God, any country who will go against the, the suzerain country, which is the sovereign country, will be punished by who? By God himself. And so the, there's no escaping. The word of God is the word of God. Okay? You cannot change it. Okay? God is sovereign. What he says, he will do. Okay? He will serve. It will happen. And so, listen, you have to read the Bible. Because if you are not living right with God today, you know the consequences. Read the Bible. Okay? So listen, we knew that Israel was not right with God, did, did evil in the eyes of God, provoked God to anger. Then God taught them a lesson about submitting to authorities. Uh, and they had a chance, of course, they were given the chance to, to get things right, to get it right, to learn the lesson of a suzerain and vassal relationship so that God will be the suzerain and they will be the vassal. But they did not learn it, so God gave them an actual illustration on earth where they have to live as a vassal to 
to Babylon to 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 Nebuchadnezzar as the suzerain. Okay, um, so but 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 even though they need they 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 deserve punishment from God in God's love and mercy, He sent a prophet to tell them. Okay, to tell them this, you must submit, you must learn the lesson, something like that. And, and, but if you do not submit, this will happen to you. So don't rebel. Why would, you know, why, why would all your people die and, 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 and go through famine and plagues, etc. by resisting authorities? Very simple, right? But what did the, the king do? What, what, what king did? What did Zedekiah do? He what? Ignored the word of God. Ignored the prophecy through Jeremiah. And so all this, it happened. Okay, so the conclusion is this. This is the conclusion, friends. Fear God and obey His commands. Don't be stupid. Okay? Apply wisdom. Use wisdom. And what is wisdom? Here's wisdom. Listen to this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Okay? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if you know the will of God, and if you don't submit to the will of God, then you are following the footsteps of King Zedekiah. Okay? He ignored the word of God. And he was so stubborn not to submit. Don't do that. Let it not be you, my friend. You don't need to be the next Zedekiah. You don't want your children your, your, you know, to suffer. You don't want your company, your, your workers to suffer. Just because you made the wrong decision. Okay? See, Zedekiah knew. He heard. He was not innocent of the truth. Okay? But he intentionally... Ignored the, the word of the Lord, the will of God. And so it all happened. So today, you need to hear this. You need to enter a suzerain vassal relationship with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Where you commit your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He becomes the suzerain or the sovereign Lord. And we or you become the vassal. Or you become his follower, his servant. Okay? If you don't serve the Lord, if you don't become his servant, you don't submit to the Lord Jesus Christ, then you act like Zedekiah. You know, that I can live without God. I can do it. I can, you know. But in the end, you realize you will lose your life and the lives of other people around you. Be very careful, friends. This is not a coincidence that you are watching this uh, episode on famines in the Bible. But there's so much lesson to learn from the story of uh, Zedekiah first. Okay? First, he rebelled against God and then rebelled against God's ambassador. God's authority. Okay? A lot of people have authority problems. You have to learn. We all need to learn how to submit to authorities. I'm not referring to the to the election that happened just recently. 
Okay, I'm not referring. In fact, say, hey, hey, pastor, who's your president? Who's your... No. I'm going to tell you honestly, during election, we I'm so tired. I, we just left at home. Okay? I did not vote for anyone. Okay? Or maybe because, because I'm following prophecy and I, I know that it's going to be a tough ride for the whole world. I'm not referring to the Philippines only. I'm referring to the whole world. I don't want to divulge more, <laughs> but I tell you this, I tell you this, unconditional prophecies will really come to pass, and no politician, no leader in any country can stop what God has planned to do, what God will allow, also because of the world's response. Okay, so people, what you need to understand right now, is that whatever happens in the in the world around us? That, that there's war going on, the, there's pandemic and war, and what could happen next? Remember, this war lasted for how how long? For around two years. So the the war in in in, in Europe is has just started. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. So here's the thing, friends. Make sure that you are secured spiritually. That if you die today, if you die tomorrow, if you get sick, and, or if you sleep and you, you, know, you forgot to wake up the next day, where would you be? Are you certain that you're going to be in heaven with God or you're going to be judged and you, you're going to be in, in that place, you know, a prison where people who rebelled against God is suffering right now continually until the judgment day. Guys, God is real and God is just. If you refuse Jesus, there is no salvation besides Him. Besides Jesus, there's no salvation. All of us deserve death. All of us, we were born sinners. We are doomed forever. So if you were born, even if you are born as a Christian, you are not going to be saved. Now you say, well, I belong to this religion. I belong to this right religion. I tell you, all religions in this planet right now will not save you. Because the truth is this. It's not about you being baptized in whatever religion you're in. Let me tell you. Let me tell you this. Religion cannot save us. Okay, those religions, they were not uh, present. They did not exist during the time of Jesus. And Jesus said, the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, he said, unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom. And he told the, the priest Nicodemus uh, in John chapter 3, 7, he said, do not be surprised if I tell you, you must be born again. So you see, if you're looking for salvation, you want to be saved, you want to be in, with Jesus, you must be born again. Who said that? Not me. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. The Savior himself said, you must be born again. Not religion, not water baptism, not all of those things. Why? Because all of us are sinners. Okay? Even if you are the priest in one church, I tell you, you are a sinner. You have sinned against God. Just one sin qualifies you to hell. So what's the point? 
What's the point of going to church, doing religious things, you know, you know, going through the rituals, but then when you stand before the throne of God, you do not pass the standard of His holiness and you still fail and still you will be thrown in hell because we're all sinners. But the only way for our sins to be acquitted, somebody paid for our sins. He is a sinless one. He came to represent man. He was our sin offering. So when you put your trust in the Lord Yeshua, in Yeshua Mashiach, or the Lord Jesus Christ, if you put your trust, you commit your life to Him as your Lord and Savior, then salvation, then forgiveness is available for you because now you belong to Christ because now you submitted yourself under the Lordship of Christ. Jesus God, Jesus is the suzerain. Suzerain means you say he's the sovereign Lord over you. And so you are going to be part. You're going to be blessed. You will be secured. You will not be killed. You're safe. Do you understand? The same thing with what happened with the story. So if you give your life to Jesus today, you'll be safe. Whatever happens the next day, let's just say, you know, you forgot to wake up tomorrow or the next <laughs> or next week, whatever, or, you, you know, you'll be in an accident and, you know, we don't know. I'm not saying that I'm not prophesying, but let me tell you, be ready. It's good to be ready, okay? So if you want to give your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to pray this prayer with me, okay? Follow after me. Say, Father in heaven, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we pray. I believe that Jesus died in the cross to pay for my sins and that he rose from the dead on the third day. I confess that I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. Forgive my sins and cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. Today, I entrust my life to Jesus as my personal Lord and only Savior. This I pray in Yeshua's name. Amen. So friends, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you pray that prayer sincerely, okay, coming from your heart, welcome to the family of God. This is just the beginning of your journey. And we hope that you would continue because, you know, the Bible says in Colossians chapter 2, that now you have received or believe in Jesus as the Christ or as the Messiah or as the Savior. Uh, Colossians 2.8 says, continue to live with him okay continue your walk continue your journey with the lord this is just your the beginning okay so um th that's i encourage you also to look for a church a bible believing church okay uh because not all churches uh put the bible or steam the bible as the final authority so you need to look for a church that believes in the bible Okay, because there are churches that do not follow the Bible. They're like the Zedekiah church. <laughs> okay, they, they, they knew God. They, they know the word of God. They understand prophecies, but they don't apply prophecy. Okay, 
they just want to listen to false prophecies to prophecies that are good in their ears that sounds good to them that uh, that that sounds favorable to them but so friends uh, ladies and gentlemen i hope uh, we could uh, see you again next week you know if you can join us again next week that would be good uh, maybe next week or the week after i'm gonna have a guest here because uh starting next week we're going to talk about famines not from the old testament new testament okay so there are famines that the lord jesus christ prophesied that will happen that happened and will still come to pass that will happen sometime in the future okay so friends uh, so you'll be ready that's why we're doing this series so thank you for joining us today okay let's pray lord thank you for those who gave their lives to you today those who surrendered their lives to you as lord over them i pray that they will continue that they will abide in you that they will, they will remain and not give up bless them oh god god lead them to the right church and uh and now the lord bless you and keep you the lord makes his face to shine upon you and be gracious to, unto you the lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace both now and forevermore and all of god's people say hallelujah glory to god thank you so much for joining us today friends hope to see you again next week for another episode on the series on famines in the bible okay be ready we want to prepare you so god bless you all that's it for today's episode thank you for joining us keep in touch with us via facebook by going to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for Maranatha Family Church Davao on Facebook, where we also stream our church services. Again, that's facebook.com slash MFCDVO. God bless.